Hello, everyone. I'm Mark L. Vincent, and I direct the Convene Consulting Network. And I've been having a lot of fun uh, with some interviews with people who are good at what they do, care a lot about thriving and sustaining businesses and ministry organizations. And I'm particularly happy today to have a conversation with Jim Galvin. And many people would say things like, I'm happy to do this. In this case, there's, there's no pretension in it. Jim is one I have admired for a very long time. Jim is a world-class facilitator. And I've had the opportunity to witness his leadership and his guidance and his ability to draw people into a conversations where matters are complex and tension is high and help them find a way through it. And as Jim and I were corresponding about this particular interview, uh, he said he thought he might like to talk about leaders and their need for a Sabbath. And that really sparked my antennas. They shot up. I want to talk to Jim about this. I think he's got something to say. So, Jim, I want to welcome you to this conversation. And I'm glad that everyone who's listening gets to learn from your wisdom and your experience. And as we get started, I'd like to ask you to give us a definition of Sabbath and why it is then that leaders need one. Yeah. Okay. So you're asking the question the whole wrong way. So oh, okay. not, <laughs> it's not why do leaders need one? Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. They need rest. Okay. But we're talking about uh, Sabbath, which is one of the 10 commandments. So it's a commandment to obey first of all. And secondly, it's a gift from God to us. It's a gift to enjoy. So it's not, why do we need one? Uh, in Proverbs, uh, it says, you know, God gives riches to certain people, but not the ability to enjoy them. That's what a lot of entrepreneurs and business people are facing today, is they're always on 24-7, uh, working, 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 checking email, plugged in, jacked in, and uh, they have the opportunity, God's giving them a Sabbath and commanding them to honor the Sabbath day. And they are, uh, you know, going into the office after church and uh, doing email all weekend and those kind of things. So, uh, so that's for starters. So you said definition, I, I mean, uh, definition, I, I, I have a five point scale for this. Okay. So level one, the lowest level in terms of observing a Sabbath or honoring a Sabbath day is you're working, you're on 24 seven. Uh, you're on call, uh, you're checking emails, you're plugged in every, um, you're a workaholic. Basically that's level one. Hmm. Level two is um, you don't go, I mean, you don't go into the office on a weekend, but you bring home work home with you and you do it on Saturday morning. Or uh, you catch up on all your emails over the weekend in your free time. And you're not uh, having a day apart, a day rest, a day of not working. So that's level two, at least you're not going into the office. Uh, level three is uh, you go home on the weekend and you don't do any work, um, a business. But you fill the weekend with chores, uh, replanting flowers, uh, mowing the grass, cleaning the basement, decluttering the closet, all these kind of things that you also want to get done. And it is not 
a day of rest. It's a day of uh, uh, doing other things. So you've, you've filled that day with uh, other work, other goals. Level four is you take a day off and relax. You don't do any work, you don't do any chores. Level five is a Sabbath, which is a day that you delight in the world God has created. You delight in God. You delight in the relationships and the love of the people around you. It's a day for counting your blessings um, and just thinking about your life. Uh, and it's helpful uh, for a lot of us if we completely unplug electronically. Uh, and that's uh, for millennials, that is, a fa they're fascinated by that. It's like, what? Don't have your phone on, don't text anybody for a whole day. It's uh, a very intriguing topic for them. <clears throat> and uh, uh, something that they, they are yearning for because uh, we're all created to, for this. So it's not that we need a day, it's like it's a gift. And so what are you gonna do with this gift? Can you fill it up with chores? Are you gonna, uh, you gonna stop and enjoy it? So that's a definition. Yeah. So you, you've thought about this, not just a lot, you thought about it deeply. So what was it that sparked you to care about it as a subject as much as you do? Well, um, I do a lot of work in Israel, in Jewish mission. And I've been there more than 25 times. I've been in Jerusalem when Shabbat comes uh, many times. And a couple of years ago, uh, I was walking down the street near Meshireen, which is an ultra-Orthodox neighborhood right in the heart of Jerusalem. Uh, so I'm walking down the street on the more secular side and they're in the ultra-Orthodox side, separated by a fence. And the Shabbat had already started, uh, the Sabbath day. And there's no cars on the streets uh, in the area. The whole city just go, sort of goes sort of quiets down and this peace starts to emerge and i'm looking on the other side of the fence at these two couples they both have strollers they both have several kids and the kids are sitting on the double yellow line in the middle of the road playing together and the parents are standing in the middle of the road talking together and it just looks so peaceful so wonderful and I just sent up a quick prayer to God and said, God, I wish I could have some of that peace. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I realized, oh, I can. I just have to go mm -hmm. home and do it and not fill my life uh, with a bunch of other uh, junk and things to do and achieving my goals and uh, doing chores and checking email mm -hmm. and all those kinds of things because I was filling it up with other things. So I have a memory that's coming from this, and that was just that my my grandfather with my grandmother and my father with my mother, as we would prepare an evening meal to get ready to sit down. It wasn't every time, but very frequently, the, that male, the, the grandfather or the father, would stand and actually bless his wife yeah. uh, and thank her in front of the children, in front of the family, and celebrate who she was and, and uh, state his 
value in her. And I remember when I was at a Shabbat service that that was exactly what happened, both husband and wife singing their their blessings to each other, which is a very different entrance into this way of life, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and you probably remember, I mean, before 1960, everything, all the stores are closed on Sundays. So mm -hmm. Sabbath day was not as hard to do as it is today. It's almost impossible today because everything's open, everything's mm -hmm. on, everything's 24 seven and we're plugged in electronically. And so we don't have that natural, I mean, let's go to Costco on, on yeah. Sunday or whatever. So, um, <laughs> so I, I went, I went home then from that, just have, I mean, just having this huge realization of, I can't experience some of that peace that I saw. And I decided, okay, what, what am I going to do for the Sabbath? How am I going to define it? Is it going to be on Saturday or Sunday? Is it going to be 24 hours? Uh, there's a lot of questions. No one's really teaching much stuff on this. And so I decided I'll use the same Shabbat times uh, as hmm. the Jewish people did. Not to be legalistic, not to try to become Jewish, but just as training wheels for me to help me honor the Sabbath day. Hmm. So that begins at sundown on Friday evening and ends at nightfall on Saturday evening. And there's a nice rhythm to that too because we usually hmm. go to church on Saturday night. And so it's just sort of a nice way to end a Sabbath day. So first time, uh, I'm sitting at my computer and I'm going, okay, uh, the Shabbat's going to start in four minutes. I still have time to check email. <laughs> check an email, okay. No, okay, uh, okay, turn off the computer. Okay, turn off the phone. And then I just felt this, I mean, everything's quiet then. And I felt this, and I felt sad, lonely, and worthless. Wow. And so I knew something interesting is going to come out of this experiment. <laughs> and the next day, and I told Kathy what I was going to do as a spiritual discipline. I try to uh, understand and observe a Sabbath day. And she was not fully on board. And she didn't want to do it, which is fine. Uh, but it's hard to do if only one person's doing it. So... I got up the next morning, have a cup of coffee. I don't know what to do. I'm trying not to do any work. I'm not plugged in electronically. So I sit down in the living room, get a magazine. Okay, well, why don't I read a magazine? And so Kathy comes in and says, since you're not doing anything today, you think you can help me with a couple of things? <laughs> and I realized, oh, not clear on the concept here. Mm -hmm. So we had, uh, I said, look, let me explain it again. Here's what I'm trying to do. I'll invite you in with it if you want, but um, it's hard to do nothing. Yeah. So, so Jim, would you take a moment and paint the differences that you observe between a leader who really has a Sabbath rhythm and delights in it going and one who is resisting, hasn't opened their soul to it yet, let's say, uh, what what's how would you contrast those? Yeah. Um, so uh, I work weekends as a consultant to nonprofit organizations, um, working with volunteer boards, and so I don't have a Sabbath rhythm. I got to pick a different day. 
uh, every week. Right now during shutdown, Friday night to Saturday night. Okay, it works perfect. Um, but uh, uh, I have to move that around so I don't have like this strict rhythm. Uh, and for other people, you don't have to have, to have a strict rhythm either. And for pastors, this is especially hard because they can't take Sunday as their Sabbath day. By the time they get home Sunday afternoon, they probably already worked eight hours. And so they put in a full day. They need to pick a different day uh, for Sabbath. Um, and for a lot of them, uh, Saturday works. For other the others, they, they pick a different day. So your question again was paint a picture of how they're different. So on the outside, you might not see much difference, but there is a difference on the inside. So just contrast here. I mean, take a business owner, CEO, uh, entrepreneur, okay? They're working, working, working. Everything's about work. They're fully invested. They're, they're, they're on fire for it, okay? It's like the children of Israel in Egypt making bricks seven days a week. Then the Exodus comes, and they're in the wilderness, and God says, six days you shall labor, and the seventh day will be a Sabbath that you're, you are to honor. So before they were slaves, now they're free but slaves to God. So I think that's some of the contrast here is that we're slaves to our work. We're slaves to our company, and we can't let it consume us. And that day apart, that it's turning off the internal combustion engine. It's shutting down electronically if that works for you. And it's, it's stopping and saying, work is not my life. I have my life. I have connection with God. Uh, I have a family. Uh, a friend of mine says, uh, connect in three ways on the Sabbath. One is connect with nature, connect with God, and connect with people. Mm. Uh, without having to work, without having to produce anything. And just enjoy a day. Mm -hmm. There are two words I've already made deep note of out of what you said. One of them is delight. A That's day right. in which to delight. And also to not be a slave. So I'm going to say freedom. To be free. Yeah. To, to demonstrate that you are not held by this. You're not in bondage to this. So if that's right. in play, I'm going to move us along here in the interest of time, Jim. If that's in play, how does that show up in an organization's culture? Do you have any uh, way that you could give us an example of that? Mm -hmm. Well, um, just to go back on delight, uh, if you look at Isaiah 58, 13 and 14, it says, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interest on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath. And speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Mm. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do that day, and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Now, does that mean you shouldn't do anything fun? Uh, I, I think uh, more, the, the book on Sabbath by Dan Allender uh, says this is about... Uh, um, a day of pursuing delight just in life. So when it says don't pursue your own interests, I read that as don't pursue selfish interests, don't pursue business interests, don't pursue financial interests, but instead delight, delight in the Lord. So for a company, 
how can this impact the culture? I don't, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a really interesting question, uh, but I think of uh, Chick-fil-A. So they're closed on Sundays. Uh, and that's a, a matter of uh, principle from Truett Cathy when he established it, is he didn't want people working on, um, he wanted people to have a Sabbath day, uh, all his employees. And uh, one of the byproducts of that is that they're able to, uh, in each franchise, save one full-time staff position, which is like fifty or sixty thousand dollars. That goes right to the bottom line in their profit hmm. by doing this. So that that's interesting. Um, also, if 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 you create a culture where you tell people don't bring work home. I mean, in, in uh, Silicon Valley, it's the exact opposite. They want you to right. work seven oh, days yeah. a week. Yeah. Right. Be a slave, embrace the grind, <laughs> the opposite of yeah. delight and freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Totally get consumed in work and don't have a life. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, you could create a culture where you say, everyone's going to have a weekend, you know, whether you're religious or not. Mm -hmm. And you need to spend time with your family. You need to work hard, okay? But then make sure you also uh, get time off. Uh -huh. uh, and, and for those who are Judeo-Christian, um, have conversations about what, is, what does Sabbath mean to you? What, are you enjoying the life that God has mm -hmm. given you at least for one day every week? Mm. Wow, wow. So... I think I'm starting to see where you would take this, Jim, but if a person is going to keep this as a delightful invitation in which right. to participate, Perfect. rather yeah. than an obligatory begrudging, God, how, how many hours do I have to give you? The time's up. Good. I can go back to work kind of thing. Yeah. You made a transition as you had your own experiences. So what, what helps it to be this delightful thing rather than something to be burdened by? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. So uh, I know for me, after Saturday night, coming home from church, sun's down, it's like, hey, I can check email again, okay, in the beginning. And now it's sort of like, you know what, that can wait till tomorrow. Hmm. Um, and for me, I'm taking Saturday as a Sabbath day as much as I can, rather than Sunday. Uh, Sunday is fine too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And uh, so you don't want to make this legalistic. It's not like following rules. It's a it's a day of freedom, mm -hmm. not legalism. And so um, it's it's not uh, uh, well. You know, like should you can you mow your grass if it's your Sabbath day? Okay, well, do you enjoy mowing grass? I do. So I mow the grass on Sabbath day, if I want, but I do it more slow and I enjoy it rather than rushing through mm -hmm. it. If you don't like mowing the grass, don't do it on Sabbath. Uh, mm -hmm. Same with church. If you like church worship and sing and inspires you, make that part of your Sabbath celebration. If you don't, don't go to church on your Sabbath. Do it on a different day. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and 
this is not about following rabbinic Jewish rules about the Sabbath either, either like mm -hmm. you have to unscrew the light bulb in your refrigerator, you can't prepare a meal, you can't, right. you can't draw a picture, you can't create anything. Uh, this is not rabbinic Judaism. This is one of the Ten Commandments of honor the Sabbath. And they still apply. I should add, you know, Jesus clarified this for us too. He clarified all the commandments. You know, it says, you know, do not kill. And Jesus said, if you hate your brother, you've broken the commandment. Do not commit adultery. If you look upon a woman with lust, you commit, you know, committed uh, adultery. What does he say about the Sabbath? Because because we we tend to think, oh well, that's fulfilled by Christ. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. But what Jesus said is. Man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for people. It's a mm -hmm. gift. It's a gift. We're still I heard supposed to honor it. Yeah. As you were talking about, the, hey, if you're going to mow your lawn, take your time. It's almost like be in a certain kind of a place to do it. And I think of somebody who once said, you know, this, the Sabbath rhythm is do and then be, or actually be and then do, and then be and then do. And all of a sudden you're going dooby, 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 do. And it's <laughs> life and it's fun and it's musical and it's a dance. It's this wonderful rhythm as opposed to obligation. I, I want to ask you a final question here, Jim. Uh, if uh, a C-suite executive says, okay, I'm going to take this seriously. I, I want to move in this direction. I think I will uh, be a better person. I'll be a better wife, a better husband, a better employer, a better family member, be better and, and they, they have a yearning to take a next step. What would be a good first next step for someone to take who is going from all out, never resting, or only level two or three or four and moving into that delight? Yeah. So to use business speak, calendarize it. Okay, block mm -hmm. it out. And then experiment, try stuff. Uh, what sounds like fun? Uh, unplug electronically. That might not totally be possible. If you're a football fan, not watching TV, if Sunday is your day, that might be a little bit hard. So maybe you'll unplug your phone and you won't go to the computer, you won't check email, but you watch the football game on TV. Whatever, whatever you enjoy, whatever's working for you. But it's, it's um, uh, and so it might be useful to take a media fast uh, for a couple of weeks just to try it out and see what's working for you. And if you you feel kids and family, uh, you have to understand that you're coming home, you're deciding you're not going to, you're going to have a Sabbath day, okay? You're part of a system that doesn't have that built in. And so it's going to be difficult. Uh, it's, it's going to cause some consternation uh, with other people. It's like, you know, dad, mom, how come you're not doing what we want to do right now? How come you're just sitting around uh, just enjoying life? The rest of us have to work. <laughs> so uh, uh, be cognizant that you're in a system already that doesn't have this installed. And also realize taking a Sabbath day is completely countercultural for us right now. People won't understand, they won't like it, they'll have expectations of you. How come you didn't text me back? How come your phone wasn't on? Um, and be ready for pushback if you, if you try to make this a part of your life.
Jim, there's a longer conversation here, and I look forward to having it with you at some point, maybe in another interview or just sometime when we're in the same place again. But I want to thank you for the time that you've invested in the Convene community by sharing this perspective and spending some time with me here. Uh, we're going to put Jim's uh, email on the screen. Uh, he would welcome hearing from you and talking about how this might uh, be uh, a better way to live and how uh, your organizational culture could be strengthened. And I hope you'll reach out to him. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you to Jim. And we'll see you all next time.